Chapter Thirty Six of Peter Simple. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. Peter Simple by Frederick Marriott. Chapter Thirty Six. A letter from Father McGrath, who diplomatizes. When priest meets priest, then comes the tug of war father o'toole not to be made a tool of we continued our cruise for a fortnight and then made sail for jamaica where we found the admiral at anchor at port royal but our signal was made to keep under way and captain kearney having paid his respects to the admiral received orders to carry dispatches to halifax water and provisions were sent on board by the boats of the admiral's ships and to our great disappointment as the evening closed in we were again standing out to sea instead of as we had anticipated enjoying ourselves on shore but the fact was that orders had arrived from england to send a frigate immediately up to the admiral at halifax to be at his disposal i had however the satisfaction to know that captain kearney had been true to his word in making mention of my name in the dispatch for the clerk showed me a copy of it nothing occurred worth mentioning during our passage except that captain kearney was very unwell nearly the whole time and seldom quitted his cabin it was in october that we anchored in halifax harbour and the admiralty expecting our arrival there had forwarded our letters there were none for me but there was one for o'brien from father mcgrath the contents of which were as follows my dear son and a good son you are and that's the truth on it or devil a bit should you be a son of mine you've made your family quite contented and peaceable and they never fight for the pratties now good reason why they shouldn't seeing that there's a plenty for all of them and the pig crotters into the bargain your father and your mother and your brother and your three sisters send their duty to you and their blessings too and you may add my blessing terence which is worth them all for won't i get you out of purgatory in the twinkling of a bedpost make yourself quite easy on that score and lave it all to me only just say pater now and then that when saint peter lets you in he mayn't throw it in your teeth that you've saved your soul by contract which is the only way by which emperors and kings ever get to heaven your letter from plymouth came safe to hand barney the postboy having dropped it underfoot close to our door the big pig took it into his mouth and ran away with it but i caught sight of him and speaking to him he let it go knowing the cute crater that i could read it better than him as soon as i had digested the contents which it was lucky the pig did not instead of me i just took my meal on my big stick and then set off for ballycluck now you know terence if you haven't forgot and if you have i'll just remind you that there's a flaunty sort of young woman at the poteen shop there who calls herself mrs o'rourke wife to a corporal o'rourke who was killed or died one day i don't know which but that's not of much consequence the devil a bit do i think the priest ever gave the marriage blessing to that same although she swears that she was married on the rock of gibraltar it may be a strong rock for i know but it's not the rock of salvation like the seven sacraments of which married is one benedicite mrs o'rourke is a little too apt to fleer and jeer at the priests and if it were not that she softens down her pertinent remarks with a glass or two of the real poteen which proves some respect for the church i'd excommunicate her body and soul and everybody and every soul that put their lips to the crater at her door but she must leave that off as i tell her when she gets old and ugly for then all the whisky in the world shan't save her but she's a fine woman now and it goes again my conscience to help the devil to a fine woman now this mrs o'rourke knows everybody and everything that's going on in the country about and she has a tongue which has never had a holy day since it was let loose 
good morning to you mrs o'rourke says i at the top of the morning to you father mcgrath says she with a smile what brings you here is it a journey that you're taking to buy the true wool of the cross or is it a pretty girl that you wish to confess father mcgrath or is it only that you're come for a drop of poteen and a little bit of chat with mrs o'rourke sure it's i who would be glad to find the same true wood of the cross mrs o'rourke but it's not grown i suspect at your town of ballycleugh and it's no objection i'd have to confess a pretty girl like yourself mrs o'rourke who'll only tell me half her sins and give me no trouble but it's the truth that i'm here for nothing else but to have a bit of a chat with yourself dainty dear and taste your poteen just by way of keeping my mouth nate and clean so mrs o'rourke poured out the real stuff which i drank to her health and then says putting down a bit of a glass so you've a stranger come i find in your parts mrs o'rourke i've heard the same cried she so you observe terence i came to the fact all at once by guess i'm told says i that he's a scotchman and spakes what nobody can understand devil a bit says she he's an englishman and speaks plain enough but what can a man mean to come here and sit down all alone says i all alone father mcgrath replied she is a man all alone when he's got his wife and children and more coming with the blessing of god those boys are not his children i believe says i there again you're all in a mistake father mcgrath rejoined she the children are all his own and all girls to boot it appears that it's just as well that you come down now and then for information to our town of ballycleugh very true mrs o'rourke says i and who is it that knows everything so well as yourself you observe terence that i just said everything contrary and vice versa as they call it to the contents of your letter for I always recollect my son that if you would worm a secret out of a woman you'll do more by contradiction than you ever will by coaxing so i went on anyhow i think it's a burning shame mrs o'rourke for a gentleman to bring over with him here from england a parcel of lazy english servants when there's so many nice boys and girls here to attend upon em now there you're all wrong again father mcgrath says she divil a soul as he brought from the other country but has hired em all here ain't there ella flanagan for one maid and terence driscoll for a footman and it's well that he looks in his new uniform when he comes down for the newspapers and aren't moggy calla there to cook the dinner and pretty mary sullivan for a nurse for the babby as soon as it comes into the world is mary sullivan you mane says i she that was married about three months back and is so quick in child getting that she's all but ready to fall to pieces in this same time it's exactly she says mrs o'rourke do you know the reason devil a pit says i how should i then it's just that she may send her own child away and give her milk to the english babby that's coming because the lady is too much of a lady to have a child hanging on her breast but suppose mary sullivan's child aren't born till afterwards how then says i speak mrs o'rourke for you're a sensible woman how then says she och that's all arranged for mary says that she'll be in bed a week before the lady so that's all right you'll perceive father mcgrath but don't you perceive sensible woman as you are that a young woman who is so much out of her reckoning as to have a child three months after her marriage may make a little mistake in her lying in arithmetic mrs o'rourke never fear father mcgrath mary sullivan will keep her word and sooner than disappoint the lady and lose her place she'll just tumble downstairs and won't that put her to bed fast enough well that's what i call a faithful good servant that earns her wages says i so now i'll just take another glass mrs o'rourke and thank you too sure you're the woman that knows everything and a mighty pretty woman into the bargain let me alone now father mcgrath and don't be pinching me that way anyhow it was only a big flea that i perceived hopping on your gown my darling 
devil anything else many thanks to you father for the same but the next time you'd kill my fleas just wait until they're in a more decent situation fleas are fleas mrs o'rourke and we must catch em when we can and how we can and as we can so no offence and good night's rest to you mrs o'rourke when do you mean to confess i've an idea that i've too many fleas about me to confess to you just now father mcgrath and that's the truth on it so pleasant walk back to you so you'll perceive my son that haven't got all the information from mrs o'rourke it's back i went to ballyhinch till i heard it whispered that there were doings down at the old house at ballycleugh off i set and went to the house itself as priests always ought to be welcome at births and marriages and deaths being as you know of great use on such occasions when who should open the door but father o'toole the biggest robbery of a priest in the whole ireland didn't he steal a horse and only save his neck by benefit of clergy and did he ever give absolution to any young woman without making her sin over again what may be your pleasure here father mcgrath says he holding the door with his hand only just to call in here what's going on for the matter of that says he i'll just tell you that we're all going on very well but aren't you ashamed of yourself father mcgrath to come here and interfere with my flock knowing that i confess the house altogether that's as may be says i but i only wanted to know what the lady had brought into the world it's a child says he indeed says i many thanks for the information and pray what is it that mary sullivan has brought into the world it's a child too says he and now that you know all about it good evening to you father mcgrath and the ugly brute slammed the door right in my face who stole a horse cries i but he didn't hear me more's the pity so you'll perceive my dear boy that i have found out something at all events but not so much as i intended for i'll prove to father o'toole that he's no match for father mcgrath but what i find out must be reserved for another letter seeing that it's not possible to tell it to you in this same Pratties look well but somehow or other clothes don't grow upon trees in old ireland and one of your half-quarterly bills or a little prize money if it found its way here would add not a little to the respectability of the family appearance even my cassock is becoming too holy for a parish priest not that i care about it so much only father o'toole the baste had on a brand new one not that i believe that he ever came honestly by it as i have by mine but get it how you may a new gown always looks better than an old one that's certain so no more present from your loving friend and confessor ertog mcgrath now you'll observe peter said o'brien after i had read the letter that as i suppose your uncle meant mischief when he went over to ireland whether the children are both girls or both boys or your uncle is a boy or the other is a girl there's no knowledge at present if an exchange was required it's made that's certain but i will write again to father mcgrath and insist upon his finding out the truth if possible have you any letter from your father none i'm sorry to say i wish i had for he would not have failed to speak on the subject we'll never mind it's no use dreaming over the matter we must do our best when we get to england ourselves and in the meantime trust to father mcgrath i'll go and write to him while my mind's full of it o'brien wrote his letter and the subject was not started again End of chapter thirty six